0: The 12 Days of Journos, yet another instance of Journos holiday-themed content from Stephen Jackson and Brandon R. Reynolds. Hello? Hello, Stephen. Stephen, this is Brandon. What's up, dude? Your new year going well so far? My new year is
1: going well. I've been enjoying it quite thoroughly. I I, I think we got a, a whole lot in store.
0: Yeah, the reflex of the journalism industry at this time of year when nothing else is going on is quick- Let's pile in all of our predictions for the year. We just spent the whole last week doing reflections on yeah. the year before. Now we got to say, here's what this year is going to be all trends, about. Trends, yeah. And then spend the year being wrong about them for the most part. Yeah. But people forget that.
1: Not us, though. What we're going to do is we're going to offer a whole slew of different trends, and then we're going to congratulate ourselves throughout the year Absolutely. at being so prescient and accurate.
0: That's right. Cherno's. The podcast that pats itself on its back.
1: Journos, prescient podcast that pats its pals on
0: the back properly. That's right. Yeah, you're going to need to get a new pop guard after that. Uh Oh. Today, Stephen, is the ninth day of Journos. And on the ninth day of Journos, I wanted to talk about the 1973 science fiction film Soylent Green starring Uh Charlton Heston. It's the story of a dystopian world in which a food shortage is solved by industrialized cannibalism, and it's set in the distant year of 2022. Have you seen that movie? I'm going to be honest, I haven't. Have you? No, I haven't either. Oh, so okay. talking about it really means <laughs> I'm not saying a whole lot about it other How, than- yeah, But
1: it's also one of those things where it's like you, you have to be able to reference it. You want to know right. another dark secret? What's that? A movie I've never seen. What? Uh, Space Odyssey.
0: 2001? Yeah. I guess that's, yeah. It ends with a baby.
1: Yeah. You can't get mad at spoilers. I still haven't seen that. Yeah. There
0: I am folks. Yeah. You missed a lot of the stuff in the sixties and seventies. <laughs> um, it's funny though, with Charlton Heston movies, because all of his movies, you always know in advance what's going on because you know, the phrase that accompanies the big twist at the end. Summerland green is made of people
1: yep.
0: from planet of the apes. You did it. You damn dirty apes. You understand that it's actually a future earth. Um, been her something 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 it turns out he's jesus i think i don't know anyway <laughs> charlton heston just leads with his growled spoilers anyway soylent green something something something's made up people but it gives us the opportunity Stephen, to talk about future food trends what kind of stuff we may see here in 2022 so i thought we should talk a little bit about that today and see Let's do it what might might come out the first thing to keep in mind is that there is a product, a food supplement drink slash I think there's a bar now called Soylent, invented by a tech guy who didn't want to get up from his desk, so he invented this food replacement drink that would supposedly provide not only all of the nutrients that you might need, but also potentially companionship and and you know well wishing. Who knows what else? Interesting. Yeah.
1: Have you so had it? I've never
0: tried it. Never had it, but I heard It's that the it- name. The name, yeah. But, it, you know, it's a wink at, hey, guys, remember the sci-fi thing, which yeah. tech does a lot, right? It nods to something from the past. We've talked about this. It's a recurring theme. There's mm-hmm. some, some sci-fi element from the middle of the 20th century that a young, innovative type here in the modern era wants to sort of build off of. So, yeah. they, so they riff on this thing and sort of miss the satire or somehow the satire's lost on them. I don't know. Anyway, Soylent seems like one of those. Um, I know it caused a lot of indigestion and possibly some diarrhea. And really? they had to but- recall it in 2016. Yeah, something about the allergy. Is it because of the soy?
1: Is it a soy-based drink? And then they were just like, this pun can't just sit here unused. We need to make a soy-based drink and we need to call it Soylent. I think that's the real <laughs> origin story that just wouldn't look good on the
0: About Us page. Yeah, that's right. It's soy sucralose some synthetic vitamins it's a whole thing anyway so that came out a few years ago so that's not even that exciting anymore there are other food trends that we should dig into and see where it takes us this year obviously a lot of stories are like hey what are the food trends coming down the pike um so i just pulled a few of them one that i thought was really interesting which is not strictly about food at all is vertical farming so the idea of using space more efficiently by planting plants in racks that rotate, that kind of thing. And that kind of got me thinking about other sort of space-saving food production ideas. Like um, here in Downey, which is a city in Los Angeles County, there's a shrimp farm right in the middle of a warehouse 300,000 gallons of water, Oh yeah. just growing uh, urban shrimp. So I think yep. you'll see more urban foods in that way. Yeah, you know what the urban farming thing makes me think of in the 1970s when there was a drought and all the suburban swimming pools were empty and that led directly to the creation of skateboarding. It's the same kind of thing, except with shrimp.
1: That is very true. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. up in uh, like yeah Pacific Palisades, like right up the street from where I live. All those pools were dry up in the hills in the Santa Monica Mountains. And that's that's for sure. Big innovations happened there.
0: Shrimp town and (laughs) (laughs) Z-Boys. What's next? Upcycled foods. So all the stuff we throw away could be used for other things. Uh, For example, the cherry of a coffee or the coffee berry uh, is turned into a beverage called cascara, cascara tea, Um, sort of like a more boring Mm -hmm. coffee.
1: Like a boring, less flavorful coffee, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, upcycled means you may be losing some of the original quality. Um, But, you know, the big players like Nestle has to get in it. They've got a drink called Nescafe Natif with a V. Um, Sounds terrible yeah but anyway the future will be lesser versions of the things you like made from the refuse of those things
1: our own preference for certain flavors and types of foods kind of creates a lot of these problems too so one trend within these trends is going to be if you can make something like shrimp in a really sustainable way in these factories using low levels of water and all that stuff and have it not be environmentally damaging, or rather have it not be as environmentally damaging as, you know, other practices, people will just need to sort of start developing a hankering for shrimp more. Similarly, like with any of these other types of foods that we're going to be talking about that could be used as alternatives to beef or fish that are caught by big commercial fishing operations, like if we change our palate, right, like that will also lead to sort of more sustainable uh, farming and food production practices.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. It's a balance between how we preserve the flavors that we really like and how we also introduce new flavors that represent a more sustainable form of food production. So you see, I think plant-based meats, they've been working on this technology. Obviously, if you can get plants to produce a hamburger flavoring yeah then you're in that great bleeds
1: shape. yeah that's the big a, that was the big sell be- point of impossible burgers is that that's it right. kind of bleeds yeah yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm still like a omnivore to the fullest but those impossible burgers good on them yeah. they're pretty good
0: yeah there's a molecule called heme that's the molecule that makes meat taste like meat makes mm-hmm. blood red okay and you can also luckily find that in soy so that's good because you can find it in a plant but we also don't want to start over producing soy because that can also be very problematic and wasteful yeah. for sure. So there's a way to trick yeast genetically into producing it. Uh-huh. So that may be a way forward. Man, we really
1: put yeast through the ringer as a species. Yeah. We, we're, yeah. we make yeast do our bidding constantly. Bread, beer. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to trick yeast into creating fake meat umami.
0: Yeah, just so that our plant meat can bleed. <laughs> yeah.
1: It, 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 it. Oh, yeah. Um, Also, insects, the consumption of insects is probably going to be much more popular. This is something I hear all the time.
0: Oh, yeah, big time. A lot of bugs. A lot of bugs. This has been on the radar for a minute, and I think there's a lot of interest in it. I think you have to get past the ick factor and also just the manufacturing. So you have to figure out a place to grow a bunch of beetles or mealworms or crickets Mm. and then decide, are you going to... Cook those up, fry them up, and serve them to people as is. Well, people get a little weird about that. You could also grind them up and turn them into a meal mm. and then figure out how to, like flour, and then figure out how to yeah. incorporate that into new recipes. Oh. Or another way is to use mealworms to consume food waste and then feed the mealworms to animals that we like to eat. So uh-huh. there's a number of different iterations on that.
1: Yeah, that is, you know, remember a few minutes ago where I had this sort of High-minded point about we just need to change our palates to change the world, like that whole
0: thing. Yeah, I do remember that.
1: Yeah, um, it was I, inspiring. I, it was it was kind of inspiring. I'll, I'll I'll say right now that I was at this pretty famous Oaxacan restaurant in Los Angeles called Galgueza, and they serve crickets on the menu. And I wanted to like them because I can be I'm I'm a kind of an adventurous eater to begin with, and so I ordered the, the crickets and everything. And honestly, I, I the gross... It wasn't that they. I thought they were gross, like, ooh, I'm eating bugs. It was just like I didn't like the taste of them. I did not like it. So while, again, that was like maybe a really good sort of monologue at the end of act two of a film about like change our taste to change the world, yes. I haven't been personally able to adopt that with crickets, at least. Yeah.
0: So you're the problem that... Charlton Heston decries at the end of Planet of the Apes. You're the yeah. one who ruined us. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I am your, the pro- well, especially your crappy I- attitude about Chapulinas.
1: Well, it's not only that. I have a crappy attitude about that, but I'll say things like, oh, we need to change our palette to change our world and then like not be part of that solution.
0: Well, you'll come around. They're really yeah. working hard to figure out how to get edible insects to be a thing that we like, that we mm-hmm. use a lot. The problem with the big animals like cows and pigs and stuff is that they're just not very efficient processors of the energy we feed them so we have to invest a lot to get something out of them whereas with insects there's like a 90 to 95 percent processing rate where they're translating all the stuff we feed them into protein that we can use so extremely efficient and they produce all the essential amino acids that we need for our own human bodies
1: yeah i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna continue to try to like these things you'll come by the way i think i'll come
0: around And you better do it soon because the investment bank Barclays (laughs) said insect protein is going to be efficient. By 2050, the world population is expected to need up to 70% more food. Wow. That means bugs, baby.
1: Yeah. Well, I like being alive more than I dislike the taste of crickets.
0: Other flavors you can expect to get used to, algae, same kind of thing. You can process it, use it for all these different things. Nope. Seaweed. Oh, yeah. Another
1: seaweed's one? big thing. I mean, according to this article I read from the Natural History Museum in the UK, there are around 10,000 different types of seaweeds with over 650 types of seaweed uh, growing around... British coasts alone. uh, And many of those are edible. So these things are out there. And that's also a really nice alternative to plants that are grown on land, because uh, apparently more than a third of the world's soil is moderately to highly degraded. So as the soil all around the world becomes less and less able to support food crops, we are going to have to there needs to be this sea change entirely about where we are sourcing the food. And I realized Soylent likes a pun. I I like a pun. Sea change in our palates from land-based plants to seaweed.
0: There you go. That's a very literal pun. Also suggests that if we use more seaweed, we're going to at some point be at war with the otters. Oh. It's going to be like Planet of the Otters. Planet yeah. of the Otters. Mm-hmm. That's like the ninth movie in the Planet of the Apes franchise. Cutest one yet. Um <laughs> rounding out this chit chat on the future of foods. So we're going to move away from future food itself into technology around food distribution and enjoyment. The big one that people won't stop yapping about is food delivery robots, because apparently humans bringing food to your door just isn't good enough. No. So you need little pods on wheels that'll come by.
1: They're cute. Um, There's one in Santa Monica's, uh, his, her, their name is Coco. Um, Cute little box, got a little flag on it. You kind of watch it going down. You're like, woo.
0: And it's going to take food to a specific person. Yeah. 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 There's one at LAX. They debuted on Labor Day called Nom Nom. Very cute name. Uh, and it was supposed to deliver food and drink to people. That's Be weird. That's interaction weird. free.
1: That's weird on Labor Day that you're introducing a
0: robot that's, that's right. replacing human yeah. jobs. Yeah. See, again, again, technology what? misses <laughs> the irony. Misses <laughs> the how irony How did all they the time. not catch, catch <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Another one that the city was plugging, when they announced that they were going to get into the flying car business Mm a little over a year ago, they also said, we're going to get into the robot delivery business. And so they talked about partnering with this outfit called KiwiBot, which again, food delivery around town. One of those clients of the KiwiBot is the Blue Plate Taco restaurant. The owner of that, Chris Newcomer, an appropriate name for a future leaning sorry said (laughs) we're living in the future so whether it's something that's going to be driving down the street whether it's going to be a drone that might be delivering your burrito to the beach you never know which way things are going to go end quote i feel like we're always living in the future so that's always a sort of self-justifying mechanism is this a good idea is this a bad idea i don't know it's new therefore it must be the future therefore that's the way things are going now
1: if you were to dissect the sentence it's like That it's devoid of any meaning. Yeah. So whether that's series of things, you never know which way things are going
0: to go. Right. I think it's the fake it till you make it school of thought when it comes to tech. Like, I don't know, if people adopt it, then it works. Yeah. And has worked for many things so far. Speaking of which, let's end on what is probably the strangest, but also kind of the nicest quote unquote innovation. I don't know if it's really an innovation because it's music played with your food yeah oh tell me more well oxford university conducted a study exploring how listening to different kinds of music would affect the way you perceive taste so they found that certain kinds of food would be perceived as more bitter or more sweet depending on what sounds you were exposed to Oh, steven that's that's crazy so maybe if they played sublime while you were trying to (laughs) eat the cricket pizza you might enjoy it more
1: I feel like that's sort of like, yeah, South Bay reggae punk is sort of the true auditory landscape against which you should be eating crickets.
0: Yeah. So if you're going to invest your money in any kind of future food tech, don't gamble it on heme or beetles or algae, just invest in a cool band.
1: Exactly. Right. This reminds me, have I told you about the, the trend that will sweep the nation and the world at, at some
0: point? I don't know. You talk about a lot of trends, Stephen.
1: <laughs> it, it's called trough-based cuisine. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you go into this restaurant and the restaurant is like really minimalist kind of like a Scandinavian design where there's just wood kind of like the wood of a sauna, you know, but then there's like a nice like metal stainless steel troughs all around and like really simple minimalist stools. Okay, there's little uh, dividers between each spot where a stool is in front of and then there's two spigots right in front of you on the wall and there's like a chain on each spigot. And then you can press a button about like what type of food you want. So it could be like beef bourgeon it could be macaroni and cheese, it could be any number of different types of trough forward uh, types of food, right? And you just pull the chain down, (laughs) and then it goes into the trough. (laughs) And then you just eat right out of the trough, right? And then for the other spigot, of course, it's it's beverage. um, So you can do water, sparkling water, beer, wine, whatever. But that's also controlled either by buttons or an app on your phone. Well, we can figure that out. But the chain on either spigot is really important to the overall branding of the restaurant. So it's going to sweep the nation by storm. People are going to love it. And the name of the restaurant, you know what it is?
0: No idea.
1: Trough, like T R O F, with like an
0: umlaut over the O. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's an incredibly stupid idea. See, the good news is it's (laughs) only as stupid as everything else we've talked about so far and less stupid than some of the others.
1: Yeah. So so that might not be my 2022 prediction, but it's like next 10 years. We'll see it. It'll happen once. And then this will be now the official archive of me having said this. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's enough for today, Stephen It has been Quote good talking to you About this I'll see you tomorrow Alright man, see you tomorrow
1: Journos is produced by Heather Eagle Ears Wilson